We're going to start with uh, Judges chapter 6. We're going to go about 160 years later than what we heard about this morning. We're going to look into the book of Judges and read about Gideon. Fascinated by Gideon. We're going to start at chapter 11. Sorry. I I think I got the bug. Chapter 6, verse 11. (laughs) And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which is an Ophrah, that pertained unto Joash the Abizarite, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. So Gideon is found hiding, and he's told that he will be the one to save his people from the Midianites. Uh, One commentary I read says, This account shows how God often works patiently through people like Gideon, people with little faith. How many here feel like they have great faith tonight? All right, so this is for us then. Gideon's account really helps us understand the power of God working through us. When we, when we see things that we just can't understand or we, we wonder how it will ever be accomplished, Gideon gives us an example of what to do. In the previous verse, before I started, we find that God, God is telling the children of Israel why the Midianites are oppressing them. And it says, And I said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites. That was their mistake. They were fearing the gods of the Amorites. They weren't worshiping the God of heaven. And it ends with, You have not obeyed my voice. So we find here, Gideon has a task, and he's not quite sure what to do with it. And he wants to be sure that this task that he's supposed to do is, is true. I think I'd be in that same boat. That's a big one. So we, if you, we keep reading here, we find Gideon says, Depart not hence, I pray thee, until I come unto thee, and bring forth my present, and set it before thee. And he said, I will tarry until thou come again. And Gideon went in and made ready a kid and unleavened cakes of an ephah of flour, 
The flesh he put in a basket, and he put the broth in a pot, and brought it out unto him under the oak, and presented it. And the angel of God said unto him, Take the flesh and the unleavened cakes, and lay them upon this rock, and pour out the broth. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord put forth the end of the staff that was in his hand, and touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes, and there arose out up fire out of the rock, and consumed the flesh and the unleavened cakes. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. Faith. So we know, we know in Hebrews 11.1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Notice it doesn't say, Now great faith is the substance of things hoped for. It doesn't, it doesn't explain how much faith it is. It just says faith. So we heard this morning we were all given a measure of faith. We decide where we put that faith. If anyone here tonight has even just a, a, a little bit of faith they want to uh, put towards the Lord God, you, you, that's all it's going to take. That's all it will take. How many of you ever hoped for something? I, I've helped for lots of things over the course of my short lifespan. After hearing some of these testimonies, it's pretty short compared to some of yours. When you hope for something, you begin to work towards it, or you begin to make preparations for it, hoping that it will happen. That's the evidence. When we hope towards it, uh, people will see evidence that you are hoping for it. The, the, the order of this is relevant. Uh, you, you won't see any evidence in, if someone's never been hoping for it in the first place. It, it's just unforeseen, like we heard in the testimony. I, I believe I need to seek the Lord more. Well, that was because they weren't before. And so now there's a, there's a hope, and there's a substance of hope, so now we can expect evidence and ex- expect an answer to prayer. That's, that's how simple the gospel is. So God reveals a plan to Gideon. Well, it doesn't really reveal the plan yet. He just says that he's going to be used, and, and, and Gideon is struggling with it. So this messenger of God comes, and then Gideon is able to present a sacrifice. That's really what that ends up being. And it's accepted. Well, there, there's a sign that, th- that we're going in the right direction, yes? Uh, when we come to the Lord, and we present ourselves, and, and we feel the Lord blessing us, uh, th- then we are going the right direction. But now we find a test. Verse 25, And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Take thy father's young bullock, even the second bullock of seven years old, and throw down the altar of Baal that thy father hath, and cut down the grove that is by it. And build an altar unto the Lord thy God upon the top of this rock, in the ordered place, and take the second bullock and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the grove, which thou shalt cut down. 
We had a sacrifice, now we're being asked for obedience. This could not be an easy task. The entire country was worshiping Baal. This was against any, everyone, what he was about to do. This was going to create a stir, and he knew it. Verse 27 says, Then Gideon took ten men of his servants and did as the Lord had said unto him. And so it was, because he feared his father's household and the men of the city, that he could not do it by day, that he did it by night. But he did it. That's the key. That's the key. And we find that in his obedience, we have a second sacrifice. So as we come to the Lord, and and we're obedient to his call, and we're obedient to what he calls from us, we again find ourselves consecrating to the Lord, and sacrificing to ourselves to the Lord, ourself, denying self even in some cases, and we find that that will bring the blessing of the Lord. It brought the scorn of man. Do you understand? What, what we receive from man shouldn't matter. It's what we receive from the Lord that matters. Because in the very next verse, And they said one to another, Who hath done this thing? And when they inquired and asked, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, hath done this thing. Very quick to call him out. You know, the ten that helped him. He did it. Then the men of the city said unto Joash, Bring out thy son, that he may die. When we're seeking the Lord, when we're making progress in our walk, we will receive scorn for it. People will question us. They'll even have things to say that we won't really appreciate but what matters more to us really we always we want to fit in that's human that's why we come to church because we don't fit in everywhere else that's the whole point of this when the en- when the enemy had gathered a few verses later we find that the midianites had gathered for war And Gideon, this this says the Spirit of the Lord in verse 34. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, and he blew a trumpet. And many were gathered. So now, he's part of a plan he still doesn't understand yet. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he blew a trumpet. What was the plan? He didn't know. But he was about to find out. We find then, in this the account of the fleece that he makes with the Lord twice. I didn't want to make this about the fleece, so that's why I didn't start there. But this is where Gideon still had doubts. With that he wasn't sure what to do. He would, it could have been the plan. What's the plan? I need to know the plan. Anybody else feel like that? I got to know what's next. No, nobody. Wow, you're, that's pretty cool. I, I wish I could be like that. His ability 
He, he just explained he was the, the weakest in his own family. Can I do this? I can't do this. What are you asking me to do? Or maybe it was his part in the plan. What am I exactly... I'm, I'm supposed to lead? How, how am I going to lead? But then all of a sudden we find him blowing a trumpet and here comes everybody. The most important thing to remember here is Gideon didn't go to his ten friends again and say, what should I do next? He went to God. He went to God and he went through a process. Do this for me and I'll believe it and do this for me just to make sure. And God was faithful. God was faithful, just like that song. He, he is, we just need to reach out to Jesus because he's reaching out to us. He has our best interest at heart. And as, as Gideon went through this process, he's starting letting go of his worry. He's starting letting go his doubt. He, started, he stopped worrying about himself. He stopped worrying about how it would be done. And he started to trust the Lord. And we begin to see the evidence See, he, he now believed. So there was a substance of hope. He, he was seeing that God might use him to deliver the children of Israel. There was hope springing up in his heart. And we begin to see the evidence. He blows a trumpet. We'll jump to chapter 7. We're going to see quite a bit of evidence here. Starting at verse 15. And it was so when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation thereof, that he worshipped and returned unto the host of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord hath delivered into your hand the host of Midian. And he divided the three hundred men into three companies, and he put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty pitchers and lamps within the pitchers. And he said unto them, Look on me, and do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outside of the camp, it shall be that as I do, so shall ye do. When I blow with a trumpet, I and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpets also on every side of all the camp, and say, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Now we have a leader. We have we started with someone hiding and trying to save a little wheat for his family. And now we have a leader of an army of 300. Not a large group. That's probably another sermon. I won't, I won't talk about that too much. But it was a small group. And that's how God wanted it. Hebrews 4.2 says, For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. We need to understand that hearing it isn't enough. It certainly is important, but it needs to be mixed with faith. We have to believe what we're hearing. We have, to, we have to put it into action. That is, again, 
what we're, what we're looking for. If we look at verses 19 and 20, so Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came unto the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle of the watch. And they had but newly set the watch and they blew the trumpets and break the pitchers that were in their hands. And the three companies blew the trumpets and break the pitchers and held the lamps in the left hands and the trumpets in the right hands to blow with all. And they cried the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And they stood every man in his place round about the camp and all the host ran and cried and fled. When we come to these meetings, when we come to church, the, the, the time we spend here is important. Because that little bit of faith that you come with can engender hope. That, every, that amount of time we spend under the sound of the gospel, when we hear the testimonies, when we hear the songs, when we hear the preaching, the Lord is able to use that time to draw us, to help us grow. And we're all in our own place, but the Lord knows where we are. These 300 men made it through a testing process and they began to look to Gideon as their leader because Gideon was willing to do what God asked him to do and he had what we would call overwhelming confidence. At this point, when Gideon spoke, they listened. There was a, there was a confidence in Gideon. You, you would uh, dare to say that he had infectious faith. The, the faith that Gideon now had was permeating the entire group. And they believed just as much as he did. They had just as much hope as he did. Satan would like us to doubt. Doubt, I've read, I've shared this before, I read this in a commentary one place, that doubt robs God of his glory. Uh, we, we don't want to do that. Uh, we want to give God all the glory. But Satan will, will have us doubt the, the plan that is before you, whatever it might be, or our ability. He'll have us doubt even our part in God's plan. He'll, he'll try to distract us. He'll try to make us feel miserable. He'll try to separate us. That's, that's his job. But we know that when we go to the Lord, we, have, we can have confidence in him. Psalm 94, 19 says, In the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. We can start to think too much. We start devising the plan. We start devising our role. We start looking for, well, I can kind of do this. And we begin to think we've got it figured out. In the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. We just want to just look to the Lord and just settle the self-talk. In the world, they talk about self-talk. You need to have good self-talk. Don't talk to yourself. That's pointless. Talk to the Lord. Just listen. Allow God to direct your ways. We hear it all the time, but it's really easy. We get all these other ideas that start flooding in. It comes from your teachers. It comes from your counselors. It comes from this. It comes from there. Don't believe it. They might think they're helping you. 
Only God can help us. It's the blood of Jesus every time. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Well, that puts a pretty good perspective on things, doesn't it? I don't know anything. I really don't. I have to look to the Lord. He understands it all. I only see this far in front of me. We also heard Proverbs 3, 5 reference this morning. We need to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. And lean not unto our own understanding. When I was first uh, saved, this was the verse that I leaned on. And it was that part. Lean not unto your own understanding. Knock it off, Gary. Lean not unto your understanding. I, I always had to figure it out. I always had to know what was next. It was tough for me. I remember before I was saved, being in these services. And I would sit near the front. I had no idea what what being a Christian was all about. I really didn't. I didn't understand salvation. But I had a little bit of faith. It wasn't a lot. I had too much faith in myself. That was poor, poor guidance for sure. But I had enough that every time I came, the Lord would just build me up a little bit more, would help me understand a little bit more. And, and, and after a while, I begin to see that I, I really needed help. If anything, I began to see how poor my life was going to be if I stayed in the condition I was in. And, and that's what coming to church every time did for me. And as we come to church, uh, we find that the Lord continues to work on us. We're always a work in progress. We can always find, the Lord will always kind of start tapping on something and remind us, hey, what about this? Uh, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. Uh, I, I look forward to opportunities to grow in the gospel. Uh, I look, I look forward to opportunities to be, uh, and have infectious faith like Gideon did. I want to be that way. I want to be that way in school. I can't say a lot. But like we heard this morning, it's not what I say. But I I need the Lord to help me with what I do. I need my walk uh, to be something that cannot be denied. And I can't do that by myself. We cannot be Christians by ourselves. Gideon couldn't do this by himself. So we want to take his, we want to take his example. Do you doubt? Is there something you're unsure of? Bring it to the Lord. The Lord's got the answer. Are, are you not saved? Have you not started a relationship with the Lord yet? Reach out to Jesus. He's reaching out to you. Uh, you have enough faith because you have a little. If you want to be saved, that's enough. That's all it takes. Take a step. 
in faith. Come close to the Lord. Allow Him to have His way. Allow Him to speak to your heart. Give Him an opportunity to show you what's next in your life. And I pro- we know for sure, just like Gideon did, we will know what's next one step at a time if we just keep our hand in His. The number is 290. Won't you come forward and pray?